You're listening to Governance 360, a link group podcast hosted by me, Lindsay Dowd. Hello, everyone. I'm delighted to welcome you to Link's first virtual podcast. I'm hosting from home. Uh, We're all in isolation and I'm joined by Jay Baker, our head of industry, who's joining us live from the Baker household. First off to say at Link that we hope everyone is staying safe and well um, in these very difficult and challenging times. With that in mind, the topic for today is AGM season like no other. The COVID-19 pandemic is meaning we're experiencing and feeling our way in many new situations, both in work and out of work. And for our clients with AGM season upon us, there are many challenges to work through in how to plan and hold those AGMs. How can you hold them? Are they going to be virtual? Are you going to delay, etc.? We heard Alex Sharma's welcome announcements on increased flexibility for AGMs recently, and we're now waiting for legislation to bring those into effect. Helpfully, some of the industry bodies, such as the Government Institute and the Investment Association, have released comments and guidelines to help us through this. So, Jay, I was going to kick off, actually, by asking you, could you perhaps bring us up to date with what exactly are the effects of the pandemic on the AGM season and where are we in terms of the legislation that we might expect to see coming through Parliament? Yes, indeed. Thank you, Lindsay, for the uh, invitation to this virtual podcast. Uh, And you're right, I am sitting at home with my noisy children out in the gardens, which I hope uh, hope won't come through. But um, yeah, it's um, it's been uh, an incredibly interesting few weeks with um, the, the lockdown and the social distancing rules that have been applied and how that has affected not only the AGMs that were planned, but what are planned in the future. The interesting, um, the most interesting point, actually, I think you've made, uh, and I think that we all need to talk about, is the Alex Sharma announcement just a few weeks ago. So where are we today? We're on the 15th of April, where just a couple of weeks ago, Alex Sharma suggested that new rules around how AGMs would be handled in the future would be put to Parliament shortly. Now, from what we understand is that that statutory instruments that were planned to make those changes to the Act to override uh, articles, to allow AGMs to be done in a more hybrid fashion, uh, unfortunately uh, can't be achieved. Those uh, changes are going to have to be done by by primary legislation. So I think we're, we're definitely looking at a delay to any legislative change. And I would hazard a guess we're looking at the beginning of May before before we see any change there. So what does that leave us with? Well, it leaves companies with very short decisions to make. There are options available, and those include holding a hybrid meeting, providing articles allow. Um, the new term for hybrid is virtually virtual, given that the hybrid element would be behind closed doors, or rather the in-person element of the hybrid would be behind closed doors with perhaps just the chairman and the company secretary available at that meeting to perform, if you like, the the quorum of the AGM in person, with the hybrid solution being available to to anyone that wants to dial in. So it's almost like the virtual, a fully virtual meeting, but with a two-person in in meeting present. There there are other options too. We are seeing a number of companies looking at the in-person meeting as the total solution. And that is to have just the meeting held at a venue uh, to be determined at this stage. Uh, it's usually at the company's offices or it could be at the chairman's house. We've even had an AGM in recent times held uh, at a service station on the M25. 
where just the chairman and uh, one of the board members or the company secretary, by way of proxy or, or, or being a member themselves, being able to, to form the core of the meeting with no other shareholders permitted, given the health conditions that are laying before us. So socially distancing and, and, and isolating oneself are, are the main drivers in keeping people away from the AGM, which of course raises its own issues and questions around uh, shareholder engagement and holding the board to account and how do you bring the resolutions to pass. And that can all be done by proxy voting and pre-registering questions. So what we're seeing right now is a, uh, a move to this structure of holding the AGM, but in a um, person-only meeting where there's only two people uh, observing social distancing themselves, so the clear two metres apart, uh, with, that, with that meeting being closed door to anybody else, uh, the shareholders being able to participate in the run-up to the meeting by proxy appointment, uh, and or uh, lodging questions beforehand. We haven't seen the the, the big impact of, of those hybrid or virtual solutions as yet. And I think until we see some legislative change, giving companies the freedom to be able to do a little more than they perhaps can do already outside of their articles, we probably won't see a lot of that happening right now. And in, you mentioned the articles, Jay. So... Are we seeing articles being quite quite often permissive enough to put to allow um, hybrid meetings, or, or are we seeing quite the contrary? Actually, most articles are are pretty restrictive. Yeah, I think most most articles are restrictive. The, the general term you'll see in companies' articles is that the meeting, the suggestion of a meeting, needs to conform to certain rules, uh, and those rules include a place of the meeting. Now that terminology implies there has to be a physical presence. And, and therein lies the issue. So to hold a virtual meeting, you, you need to have your articles in such a way, you need to future-proof your articles in such a way as to remove that terminology to give the company and the directors freedom to, to hold the meeting in, in the manner that they might want to in the future. Although the, 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 the holding the meeting in a place is acceptable for hybrid, there is still some concern uh, legally whether that itself, having just two people in one place and having a hybrid, really does constitute a full a full AGM. In my view, it does, but I'm not a lawyer. You know, if, if the AGM is held in, in one place and other people are able to dial in, in many, in many ways, like a directive meeting, a board meeting, where you can have telephone participants, it, it, it's the same same characteristics in my view, I don't see an issue with it. But this whole this whole area is grey. Uh, and I think until we get that clarification on, on the legal aspects within the Companies Act, which could override companies' articles, or we have a situation where companies are able to change their articles perhaps without members uh, uh, without members' resolution. So make a minor change that could be justified as immaterial, whether it's material or not, might be something that, that will that will get us over that line regarding digital meetings in the future. And I think things will change in the future. That's interesting, actually. I was going to move on, just before we move on to look at some of the um, helpful solutions in, in the marketplace at the moment, just to finish on um, Alex Sharma's announcement, I guess what I'm wondering is... In terms of the legislation that comes into place now, have there been any indications as to whether this is 
this legislation will literally address the current challenges we have now in terms of this pandemic or whether they may um, be broad enough to accommodate future similar circumstances or actually in fact whether the government will take the opportunity to introduce more widespread flexibility anyway. What have you seen so far on that? That's a fantastic question and also something that's uh, that's been um, that's been playing on the mind of a number of companies and and in, and in fairness the government institute for some time. Um, from what I understand, any change that will happen uh, via legislative means will be temporary measures to cover the pandemic period, the self-isolation period, the social distancing scenarios. Now, that's not to say they can't be brought back in at a later time. So we could find that we could be out of this current situation, let's say uh, in June or July this year, uh, and then find ourselves back in the same situation in January next year. We just don't know. So I think the government are looking at flexibility to be able to turn on and turn off certain parts of good practice to help companies and uh, the, the public generally ease through future future problems without having that available all of the time. That's what I understand. So it's not going to be whole-scale change for permanent purposes. It'll be whole-scale change for the duration of any current or future pandemic situation. Thank you. That's that's helpful. So I guess actually what might be interesting, as I mentioned, would be to good to explore what are the solutions or the, or the options that are available um, that can help companies at this particular time? Yeah, we've, um, well, we've already touched on the in-person meeting. And so what we're seeing is a yeah. number of companies um, suggesting that they're going to hold their AGM. Let's say, for example, uh, an AGM is going to be held next Tuesday. Uh, the notice has already gone out. Foxes are already coming in. Um, and the, what the company is suggesting is that AGM will will have just the chairman and the company secretary present in a room in, in the company's offices behind a closed door and no shareholders will be permitted to enter that meeting. In fact, there'll only be two people in that room, uh, that being the chairman, uh, who's appointed by proxy anyway, and the company secretary who will either need to be a member of the company, so a registered shareholder, or be appointed a proxy himself, or be appointed under the terms of a letter of representation by a nominee or custodian holder. So that 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 gives you the solution for the for the AGM being corporate. In most parts, it's two members, and the the, the AGM will literally be passed. All the resolutions will be passed based on the proxy of the proxy votes received up to the closing period. That's what we're generally seeing, and and in, and in fairness, most companies are going down that route. We have received an enormous number of questions from companies about how we might, how Link might be able to support companies in in a hybrid solution um, in in the APAC region. So over in Australia and New Zealand, we 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 run all of those meetings that are hybrid via our own uh, our own systems and, and our own services. Here in the UK and in Ireland, those services are run in partnership with Lumi. Lumi as partner to, to us and the share registration industry are market leaders in providing digital technology for annual general meetings, general meetings, court meetings and, and the rest, and also other types of meetings, whether they're membership selection committees for um, sporting uh, events and, and the rest. The, the IOC is a perfect example of where else they support globally. And what, Lu what Lumi will do is arrange for the 
setup of the hybrid element of the meeting. So let's go back to that two-person in-meeting event. The chairman at that event will be able to see on a screen in front of him, either laptop or iPad, details of all the people that are logging in via the Lumi app or via the Lumi desktop solution. These are registered shareholders, verified by link or via the relevant registrar. They will see all those people that are eligible to come and vote and attend an AGM generally, come and register at the time that the AGM opens. They have various options available to them. So the company could, for example, have the meeting filmed and have it fully webcast. So the meeting is available via web streams for all of the attendees to actually see what's happening and to engage in a two-way conversation with the chairman. And that's not a, a free-for-all, I should add. Um, this, is a, this is a concern to, to many companies. Well, if I've got 2,000 people on, on, effectively on a, on a call, how do you manage those people talking to you? And uh, the simple answer to that is Lumi manage that, or rather the chairman manages that. So the chairman will be able to, to turn on the mic, if you like, to, to whoever's going to ask a question next, and the chairman will invite those questions from, from the shareholders that make themselves available. And at the same time, uh, the, the, the software will enable the shareholders at, at the time of each resolution to vote in that resolution. Whether they've voted via proxy or not before, they're, they're being invited to either, to either re-vote or to, to, to not vote because they've voted by proxy. And their new capture, their new vote will be captured at that time as if it was in meeting, in, in, in the room. Uh, via a poll. So that gives each of the shareholders that engagement that they would otherwise not have uh, digitally. And in this situation, I think it's fair to say that where you've got social distancing measures that, that prohibit shareholders from traveling to, to an AGM, giving shareholders this option uh, is clearly beneficial to them and to the company in that the AGM will be able to run in a similar way to what's normal. Moving on from that, other options will include, as I mentioned, the full virtual AGM, where everyone dials into, if you like, a server, uh, and and the, the chairman, the directors are all available in their in their own unique locations and are able to manage the the AGM that way. Now, I'm not suggesting that virtual is the way forward at the moment. I think that. We are we are behind the curve a little with our cousins across the, the Atlantic, but where virtual AGMs are are quite popular. So a hybrid, or as they like to now call it, a virtually virtual AGM, seems to be the best tool that ticks all the boxes for shareholder engagement and shareholder support in what is an AGM as we as we've come to know it. I think that that's the better solution than the than the two person in meeting behind closed doors uh, personally. But we are where we are, and the, the situation is such that companies are having to react very quickly to to what's available to them. No, absolutely. I think, as we've said, obviously very very challenging times. And I guess, what would you say, just just in conclusion, Jay? What would you say to companies? As a tip, really, we've, we're all adapting to unprecedented situation here and, and, and at the same time really trying to keep shareholders engaged. What would you say is the most important preparatory step that companies should be looking at now? Absolutely. The, the most important thing, without question, that companies should be thinking about is how to engage with the shareholders. 
so we're 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 at a time where we're um, where we, we we where companies will engage with their shareholders via mail, via email, via various mechanisms to to get the notice to shareholders and the proxy card and and, and the annual reports and, and, and the like. And I think that those 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 channels uh, have to be used a little bit more uh, bullishly. So to encourage shareholders not only just to receive the proxy card and the notice of meeting through the letterbox or via via email, um, but to include with all of that uh, really firm recommendations that shareholders please engage with the proxy process. It's so important that shareholders are able to voice their views uh, of how the company is being run and and to support the company or not in their future efforts by completing that proxy or going online and 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 having those votes come back having those votes come back to to the company prior to the AGM gives the company the the ability to be able to move forward and to to have its authorities re reengaged and uh, and renewed within the meeting some of those some of those resolutions may include uh, the payment of a uh, payment of a dividend. So it's important that shareholders do do that. And what we find, and what we found over the last few years, is that you know, out of all the shareholders there are, you know, only about four percent of actual registered shareholders have actually vote via proxy. Um, so there's 96 percent of shareholders don't bother voting. Now, in reality, compared to the to, compared to the uh, issued share capital. That actually represents about 70%. So 4% of shareholders are representing about 70% of the actual voting capital vote. If we can get that up to more shareholders voting, retail shareholders and institutional, um, to cover both those registered positions and an issue share capital, I think that if, if anything can be learned from this pandemic situation is that we can still engage with shareholders and shareholders still have a voice. And it's so important that those shareholders continue to exercise the voice that they, that they rightly have. Um, so in my view, the, the, the biggest challenge for companies is to encourage their shareholders to, to vote via the proxy mechanism, whether it's through paper, whether it's through the web, whether it's through Crest or proximity or whatever voting platforms might be available. That's the, that's the critical step I think all, all companies need to, need to follow now. Jay, thank you very much. Uh, I think that was incredibly helpful and hopefully has uh, given you, our listeners, some some pointers to follow as you na- navigate your way through this AGM season like no other. Well, on behalf of Jay and myself, we'd just like to say, please all stay safe, keep washing your hands and please keep clapping our incredible NHS. Thank you. <laughs>